This is episode 4, season 2 of Photo Chat with Friends and you're listening to Rajiv. If you're interested in photography and don't know where to start, this is the show for you. In this episode, we discuss five simple ways to improve your everyday photography. I'm in conversation with a fellow photographer and friend, Archana. She's from the beautiful city of Vancouver, Canada. Welcome to the show, Archana. Thank you, Rajiv. It's nice to be back on Photo Chat with Friends. Uh, thank you so much for joining me in this conversation, Archana. Well, uh, the topic that I want to uh, discuss today is everyday photography. Sometimes I wonder if that is even a genre. I probably should call it a non-genre because it is something that we do every day. You know, maybe around the house, maybe during the commute to work. And generally it is uh, observing life that happens around you every day. So what is your opinion of uh, everyday photography? Is that something that you practice, Archana? Absolutely. Uh, I think most of the time it's just by accident. It's not because I set an intent. I'm out somewhere, I see something really interesting and I want to capture it. And sometimes, you know... i'm sitting around in my garden and uh, the light looks really good on my plants and i want to take some pictures so it's a mix um i do practice it quite a bit and honestly the results are quite good that is nice uh, archana uh, and it's great to see that uh, there's someone who's uh, really passionate about photography and and you want to practice it every day right let's uh, dive into this uh, i have uh, five points uh, as suggestions to improve your everyday photography archana so i would like your uh, reactions as i dive into each one the first one is always carry a camera with you carry the camera with you every day and try to capture life that you encounter in your day to day activities uh, maybe during a commute to and from work or during lunch hours or generally you know when you whenever you have some kind of a free time to practice your craft my experience that uh, it is more convenient to carry a smaller camera rather than a big bad dslr um you know it could be a compact camera a point and shoot camera or even a mobile phone i would not recommend a dslr number one it's pretty bulky and heavy and secondly it is pretty intimidating uh to people uh because when you are trying to do some street photography or some street portraits or some candid photographs when you bring out your uh, dslr immediately people become very conscious and they kind of freeze up but a smaller camera which is pretty unobtrusive and is smaller people don't really notice it and especially when you uh bring your mobile phone to the game uh people uh, really kind of ignore it because generally just taking photographs on the phone so i think that's the best way to actually get you know people off guard and get candidates absolutely i love the practicality of the tip which is always have a camera with you and there's a saying right that the best camera is the camera that you have on hand to capture the moment um and i agree with you a dslr can be intimidating sometimes and in some situations a cell phone is better Like last year, I went to uh, the Vaisakhi Festival here in Vancouver to try and capture some pictures, and I took my DSLR. And people do get a little bit shy when they see you pull that out because they're just out having fun with their family and friends. So, 
uh, I've learned now that sometimes just having a simple uh, mobile phone goes a long way in capturing candid pictures. So point well taken, Rajiv. And um, I do find like, especially because I go on a few hikes, the DSLR is just too bulky to carry. You don't want that heavy thing. So it's easier to carry a smaller, lighter, even a mobile phone with you. Let's uh, get to the next point. Explore your backyard. It can be quite literally your backyard. Um, for example, my backyard opens out to the local school sports field. So I get a ringside view of uh, rugby games and cricket matches. Uh, plus, I also get great sunsets and sunrises because of the view. Uh, your backyard can be a neighborhood too, you know, kind of extending that uh, point of uh, backyard. I highly recommend that you explore your neighborhood and your suburbs because you really don't know uh, what is around the corner. Exploring your backyard can actually be quite powerful. And I think this is where there's an opportunity to create something interesting with editing. These are objects and scenes that we see every day, but with a little bit of intelligent editing, it can completely transform the look and feel. So I feel like there's actually a lot of opportunity for creativity when it comes to just taking pictures in and around your house, in and around your neighborhood can yield some great results. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you don't know what treasures uh, you have around the corner. Just taking a walk uh, along with your camera, um, you can have surprising results actually. And in some ways, uh, it could be a great exercise for people who are new to photography because it forces you to um, find interesting shots and things that you see all the time. And maybe also give you an incentive to explore your neighborhood a little bit better. In my research for this uh, podcast, I stumbled upon this uh, Zen-like recommendation by a photographer called Eric Kim. It's a pretty rad idea. He says that uh, we are always in a rush somewhere, uh, but with a camera in hand, you know, maybe we can slow things down a bit. When we do that, you know, we see the surroundings in a different light. So he recommends that, you know, you walk a little bit slowly, maybe even 25%, 50% slower than you do normally. So you have time to observe life around you. So you might get, you know, identify frames and compositions that otherwise you might have missed. That's interesting and definitely difficult for me to do. I think I'm always in a rush and walking somewhere very fast. But uh, I can see the point of that recommendation, which is stop, observe, maybe compose a little bit more intently with intent, which some of us don't do. Um, I don't know. I'm going to try it out and see what results it yields. <laughs> the next one that I have, Achna, is, um, is possibly uh, most repeated by most of the photographers, most professional photographers. Uh, explore the angles. Our normal tendency is to shoot from eye level, especially people who are starting out. But, uh, you know, creative use of angles can result in many interesting uh, compositions. All you have to do is move the camera higher or lower. And there are many other angles too, like, you know, bird's eye view, bug's eye view, and so on. So explore those angles, look for those angles, and definitely you'll be rewarded. Mm -hmm. 
I tried this actually recently. Uh, there's a park near my house that I go to quite a bit. And uh, you're right. The tendency is to shoot from RI level. But what I did instead is I put the camera on autofocus and I put it really close to the ground looking upward at an angle towards the grass and the flowers and the trees. And I got some really interesting shots. The subject per se is not very interesting. It's just grass and flowers. But I found that the angle made all the difference. It gave it a whole another feel. So it is a good one to try out for sure. Great. Let's look at the uh, last uh, suggestion that I have uh, for you, Archana. If you like a composition, shoot more of it. There is a story waiting for you to capture in your daily travels. When you find a composition that looks interesting to you, look for similar compositions and shoot more of it. Maybe it will result in a series that you can then weave a story around. When you like a certain composition, maybe you look for that same kind of composition every day you go out. That's a that's an interesting suggestion. And when you say composition, Rajiv, are you referring to a certain frame or scenery that I find interesting and to see what passes through? Possibly, yes. Uh, but also, um, if you're if you're into like landscape photography or you know even light and shadow kind of a photography, where you often find that light casts long shadows of buildings and other structures in the city, so that creates. Uh, interesting um, play between uh, pockets of light and pockets of shadow that itself uh, creates a kind of a geometrical composition when people walk through light uh, and shadow it forms a very interesting uh, play right i was looking at the work of a black and white photographer recently called alan scholar and uh, essentially, this is what he does. It's urban settings, black and white photography. And in many of his shots, you get the feel that he found his composition. He figured out the light and shadow that he wants in his frame. And he just waited for people to walk past, you know, someone on a bike or someone in a long skirt. Um, and the results are very interesting. So um, it's a great tip to be able to uh, shoot more and more of the same comp composition. But I think the value really comes from um, if there is some difference in the things that we're shooting with the same composition. So one way to do it is to see who walks past the scene or what happens in that scene. But the other way to do it is to find different angles, which we talked about earlier, or find different um, ways to shoot the same thing. And it's digital photography these days, so we can show a thousand pictures and pick the best one that we want. It's free. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, but there's a downside to uh, shooting too much, um, the sense that people tend to shoot like in snapshots and not really think about what they're shooting. So I would recommend that when you actually shoot, take your time, uh, think about why you're shooting that frame before you actually press that shutter because when you press that shutter you're making a creative uh, decision so i would recommend that you think before you click that shutter and i remember in one of your earlier episodes which you recorded with vivek this is a point that both of you discussed which is shooting with intentionality and it's probably one of the hardest bridges to cross for a new photographer because it's so easy to just pull out a camera and point and shoot, right? 
but to have that creative vision to think through a little bit in advance this is the shot that i want this is the frame that i want and then to be able to shoot to that is a difficult bridge to cross but uh, over the last few months i'm pushing myself to move more towards shooting with intentionality and you're right the results are much better because you are making a creative decision you're putting a little bit more thought into it so the photo in most cases ends up looking better yeah that that is uh, true the shooting with intent helps in the process yeah yeah i can see the the results of it in my work for sure so with that we come to the end of uh, this episode on everyday photography uh, thanks for joining in archana uh, always awesome to chat with you on all things photography related thank you for having me rajiv it's been fun see you soon archana thanks for joining in well that's the end of episode 4 thank you archana for joining me in this conversation and thanks for tuning in folks We rely on you for spreading the word about the show. So if you love photography like we do and you know someone who does, show us some love and send them the link to the show. anchor.fm/photochatwithfriends. That is anchor.fm/photochatwithfriends. Catch you on the next episode when we will be discussing mobile photography. Till then, keep clicking. Mm-hmm.